What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flawed Dad's Guide to Parenting, the podcast all about the average flawed dad trying to be a better parent. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about why we haven't put out an episode for a little while. We're going to talk about what's been going on in our lives and everything that's taken a little bit of time away from the podcast. So make sure you stick around and listen as a couple flawed dads figure out how not to screw up our kids too bad. But first, a word from our sponsor. Do you enjoy watching movies? Yes! Do you like to hear other people's opinions on movies? Yes! And do you find that you don't always have the time to listen to an entire podcast about one movie? Yes! Well, then you might enjoy my new podcast, Living for the Cinema. My reviews cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique, but in less than 20 minutes. Check out Living for the Cinema on all platforms where podcasts are available. Hey, Graham. Warren, it has been a long time. I know. We took a little break there. Things were uh, a little busy in our lives. Uh, and I thought that this episode would be a good opportunity to do a bit of an update and maybe give a little advice on one of the things that one of us has been going through, through this time. Yes. An explainer, uh, excuse podcast. Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> excuse being the key word there that, uh, <laughs> we let everybody drop for a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm we sure did, everyone is pissed listening to their free podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we did an episode. How long ago was that? Is that, oh, that like was four months ago? ago, three. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. So no, I'm talking about, uh, an episode on city versus country living mm-hmm. and my feeble attempt to get you to stay. <laughs> yes. Well, unfortunately that didn't work. So, uh, Rachel and I have bought a house out in the countryside um, on an island and have been in the process for the past couple of weeks of moving out to uh, to said island. Having said that, we still are not completely moved. <laughs> We're still in the process. We have... I don't know what a... percentage it would be. It's not, <laughs> it's not probably 50% either. No, it's, it's like, not. I don't know. Yeah. 30%? Yeah, probably because there's going to be some work that we've got to do when we take possession of it, that sort of thing. So they, uh, essentially what has happened is we've bought a place, but we don't take possession for another two months. And so Rachel and the girls are set up in a one-bedroom motel room for the next two months while I stay back in the city um, because the girls had to start school. Now, the motel doesn't take dogs, and we couldn't find alternative accommodation at anywhere near a reasonable price. And so, uh, so as, as Graham, you were just mentioning, we're probably closer to 40% complete in terms of the move, because as you're well aware from helping me move all of my giant pile of crap, uh, <laughs> I now have materials spread across three different locations to move into the house. Yeah. Moving, moving is, I mean, I've, I remember moving my, uh, helping my dad move when he was uh, leaving his house. Mm -hmm. This was, I don't know, probably over 20 years ago now. And I remember coming to the realization then like moving is awful uh, from houses. It is, it's just the amount of stuff that you have. And, and then I realized 
helping you move <laughs> <laughs> that you have no interest in doing it <laughs> yeah it's uh, it made it certainly you know for any of that what's the new movement where people are um not decluttering they're like minimalism min- minimalist yeah minimalism that's the one yeah um and it makes you realize like man yeah I also have a lot of stuff in our house and yeah, it might be time to, <laughs> to reduce some of that down. Um, because yeah, I can, you know, you said you have a lot of stuff, but I can only imagine the, it's, it's all the, it's all the little tiny things that yeah. don't fit nicely in boxes. Those yeah. are the like, and it always creeps up. You think you're doing well because you've packed away all the big things you've gotten rid mm-hmm. of a coffee table or whatever it is. You're like, Oh, this pretty much nothing left <laughs> you start yeah. piling in boxes and you have a, a drawer of miscellaneous things in your desk you're like i don't know i guess dump this into a box and like tape it up shut who knows what happens yeah and then it goes into a garage and doesn't get open for six years yeah <laughs> and even today you're telling me <laughs> you have packed your power cord for your mm-hmm. computer and so you know that's that's gone for a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. For the next two months. And so I need to make a decision now. Do I go and buy another power cord and, and accumulate more crap or do I just put that laptop aside and, and work everything off of my work laptop instead of my podcast laptop. So anyways, so the idea for discussion today, because as Graham mentioned, moving, can be one of the most stressful things that uh, that you can do to a family. Um, I thought there'd be a good opportunity to talk about moving with kids and a few tips and tricks. Um, you know, the sort of thing that I should have looked into before moving rather than <laughs> in response to it. But that seems to be a lot of this podcast is in response to the mistakes that I have made <laughs> along the way. <laughs> Let me be the roadmap of the things of not to do yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and learn from my mistakes, everyone, please. <laughs> Having yeah. said that, I think we did pretty well with the kids. Um, they're, they're settling into their new location now. Uh, there were there were some issues, and we'll we'll talk about that as we as we go along. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think because eventually everybody moves, right? And and you tend to move with kids, and it can be heartbreaking, you know, uprooting kids and moving them to a new community, or you know, uh, when they're young and they have a, a a strong emotional connection with their bedroom or that sort of thing. It it can be a lot to to pull them out of where they are and move them to a new location, even if you're staying within the same city. So, um, yeah. So why don't we chat about some of the things that parents can do to help their kids to adjust to a move? Yes. Thanks to the internet and our just general observations, of course. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard, as you said, I mean, I know, every every child is different as well i mean it seems like your kids overall are are pretty open to change um they have if through experiences they have also moved schools a few times yeah um and so that makes you <clears throat> excuse me uh, a little bit more resilient i would think or adaptable in terms of of switching scenery etc yeah. because 
if, if all you've ever known, like my daughter, for example, not that she's gone to school for very long, but mm-hmm. she's only ever been in this one place. Like you've also um, moved how many times within the city? Oh, it was uh, one, with two, them. three, three times inside of uh, inside of Vancouver. Yeah, right. So they and, and I don't know how many schools they like four schools they've been to. Maybe Nev Nev has been to Nev's been to three. Um, Ali's been to three. Uh, Lilia has been to two. Okay, so that's to my point, right? Yeah. In in their short little lives, they've already moved three different homes mm-hmm. and been to three different schools, and so it, you know, through those experiences, <laughs> they've grown accustomed to yeah. a degree to it. So. Um, they are a little bit more prepared. So I think for those types of individuals, it's uh, th- those types of experiences, then you can see it uh, being a little bit more acceptable. However, you know, if it happens too often, then perhaps it's like, I'm just not going to bother having too much uh, focus on having friends because I'm just going to leave and not be have moving anyways. anyways. Yeah. I mean, that, and I... I think to an extent that's true. I mean, my wife was a military brat, right? So she moved every every two years uh, for a long time, and she still, you know, made friends in the locations that that she moved to. And um, I think it made her more social and outgoing because she knew that she had to make friends very quickly because she could and would be moving fairly soon. So I think it can send you one of two different ways. Whereas her younger sister maybe had a little bit more of a challenge um, and certainly pushed back against the constant moving Whereas Rachel really enjoyed it. She, she found it to be exciting and, and invigorating. So, um, so is our tip to parents that they should just move constantly and, and put their kids through constant change to become end Brazilian? of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Yep, that's right. Yeah, just keep them awake and alert all the yeah. time. That's right. <laughs> ah, jump out of the closet. Ah, never know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> keep one eye open all times. Um, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yep, that's yeah. uh, that's the message. You don't want to have stability. Um, you want to keep uprooting everyone. <laughs> long-term friendships are no good uh yeah no uh that's not true i'm just i'm only speaking to the fact yeah. that your kids have seemingly from the outsider are mm. pretty good at things um and, and experiences do play into that i'm sure most definitely and i i think we've also tried to do a really good job of communicating the changes that are coming up with with the girls and making sure that they are a part of the decision making process yes you know, we, along the way, we were asking them, what were they looking for with regards to a house? Um, when we bought the place, we started discussing with them what they wanted their rooms to look like, you know, um, the simple things like what color paint would they want? What, um, uh, what did they want their bed to look like? That sort of thing. So they took a, a sense of ownership and, and got a bit of excitement over what they were moving towards. Uh, yeah and i've seen just on on some of the articles out there talking about uh, just the packing ability mm-hmm. if if you are in a position to be able to plan and pack within enough time and and mm-hmm. packing and moving is 
is such an ordeal that sometimes, I mean, where I always find it interesting with the academic type um, articles is it all sounds great, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not sure if people writing these have in fact moved with kids or they're sort of aggregating <laughs> information, et cetera. Um, and, you know, if you're working, like both people are working and so you're having to pack at night and at weekends and still do, on you know, handling kids and, and all yeah. the other duties, et cetera. The point is that it can come down to crunch time that you just like, all right, well, we got to get this done. And, yeah. you know, it, it just happening. So barring all that, <laughs> the recommendation is to essentially pack the kids' rooms last. Yeah. So that's like, this is, this is where it is. Um, and then unpack their rooms first. first. Yeah. Um, and so it's as short of a period of time that they're outside of their own sort of uh, their own room that they can control. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, touching on all those things, I can sure I, you have to think that that would help, right? Using, yeah. I mean, anytime you incorporate imagination into things, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe I can have a freaking fire breathing unicorn coming out of you know whatever is like yeah you know whatever like just have your imagination we'll settle on uh not that later but yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the idea is going to change a dozen times by the time you get there anyways. exactly um we we made sure to involve the girls in the packing of their rooms mm. and mm-hmm. so they it, it gave us an opportunity to sit and talk to them while we did it, right? So, so to discuss the move and and to talk about what the potential challenges of the move might be. Yep. So, um, kind of getting all of the the fears and and problems out in the open, so that we could discuss them and come up with solutions and that sort of thing. So the girls felt more prepared for the. Um, for the change than they would if we hadn't had those conversations and we just bumped into the issues along the way. <laughs> um, so, you know, things like for Lilia, um, you know, our youngest meeting new friends, right? She was concerned, would she find new friends? Cause she has some good friends, you know, back in, in uh, at home. And so, you know, having to walk her through, well, you know, this person wasn't a friend until you started, you met them and that sort of thing, kind of making sure that she understands that she does have the skills to be able to make new friends. Right. And that made her a lot more comfortable and kind of addressed that fear. So yep. um, that's, I think that's a key thing is to, to get them to communicate what they're scared of, what, yep. what the potential problems are going to be. <laughs> And remember, um, some of your friends are also kind of dicks. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's good to keep dick. <laughs> no, that's the conversation with Allie. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Thoughts in your head. Thoughts in yeah. your head. Those are yeah, things that's like, right. you know, oh man, I hate that little Johnny. That guy's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it will be great to get rid of him. Yeah. Poor little Johnny. Kids yeah. named Johnny always get that. <laughs> Yeah, sorry for everyone, but uh, yeah, that's the name that I've decided to go for, and that's what I'm going to keep using. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's and so any general suggestions in terms of move, like looking back now, now it, Rachel, your wife was yeah. a trooper. She was, you know, 
she was she was spearing spearheading the the move and the packing for a yeah. lot of the time overall um so to her credit amazing but looking back what would you uh, suggest in terms of just general move before i answer that graham just a quick word from one of our sponsors mylittlestewards.com are you tired of the constant battle between your kids and too much television video games or cell phone use it can seem like your kids aren't getting valuable lessons about earning leisure time. While screen time regulators can limit how often your kids are on their devices, they don't really provide life skill learning opportunities. That's why we created My Little Stewards. My Little Stewards is a reward system that encourages your children to complete their homework and tasks from a chart in order to earn screen time, and they get to choose their tasks. You'll love the life lesson moments and stronger parent-child relationships that are created when you implement this system in your family. Go to www.mylittlestewards.com to learn more and order My Little Stewards today. Again, that's www.mylittlestewards.com. S-T-E-W-A-R-D-S dot com. In terms of general move, I would... I would have asked for help from kind of our community a lot sooner rather mm-hmm. than leaving it to the last minute to, to turn to people and go, Hey, we're totally screwed here. Uh, because <laughs> we thought we were further along than we were. Uh, would you mind chipping in and, and helping out? Um, you know, I probably would have leaned on family a little bit more for childcare too. Um, you know, we were fortunate to have Rachel's mom around, but, uh, you know, it, it would have been nice to spread the responsibility a little bit further, uh, around. Um, so yeah, I, I think we assume that we can do it all ourselves and, and just carry the burden on our shoulders and that we don't want to be a burden on our community um community being inclusive of family and friends that sort of thing but that i think everybody understands how stressful these moments are and that Mm -hmm. when you do turn and ask they're more than willing to help yep and i i wish i had done that a little bit sooner and and just said hey can you uh, either take the kids or or can you come over and have a couple beers with me while i while i pack up the room you know to motivate me to actually do this because it sucks <laughs> uh that sort of thing in terms of moving with kids like general advice i think um i would make sure that they have activities to jump into immediately when they get to the new location Right. Like That's that they one. are getting ingrained into the community the second they are there in, in a, in a common interest, right. You know, for my girls, it's gymnastics and, and um, dance, that kind of thing. Right. And so making yeah, well, sure what was they're... it, they, they moved over and the following day they were in school. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, not mm-hmm. that school is necessarily the, like, <laughs> no, because <laughs> yeah, but... school can be kind of scary because it's pressure. Right. Yes. Whereas going into a, a social environment that's based on a, a common interest, because I wouldn't call school an interest. No, um, I, but more, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> my point was like at least they were jumping into some type of that's activity, right. be it maybe not the like, yay, yeah. you know. Yeah, 
but they, you know, uh, Navina started gymnastics this week, right? So it's, it's straight into it and, and can start to develop friendships and that kind of stuff right away. And so that, that would be, that would be one of my, my tips mm. is, is have something set up where they're involved socially in an activity uh, immediately. Nice. And I wonder what the other, what does the interweb say about different things? Um, have you come up with anything? I like, um, a, I like some of this stuff. I'm just looking at like color code boxes, stick to routines. Yeah. So we did, we did color coding of boxes, that, that kind of stuff. But <laughs> As, yeah, initially it was awesome. And then it goes down to the crunch time yeah. as I was talking about where like miscellaneous boxes that you don't know, like this odd shaped like clock. Right. Like I'm, I'm I, it's very interesting coming back to our house and we start looking around. I'm like, geez, like these clock, this clock that I have on the wall or this other thing, like, what do you do with that? This doesn't fit in any boxes or anything like that. Like, you know, what do you do with these sort of things? And, oh, it's, it's hard. And it seems as though it's much better to do things yourself ultimately yeah. as much as, as I mean, easier in the fact that, um, well, I think the best thing to do is somewhat what you've done already with a lot of the other things. You started to sell things off early on, yeah. Um, which you know it cuts down on on the amount of volume that you need, but also the fact that it's just less likely for things to get broken. And and anytime you move to a house, it's not the same dimensions as the house that you're already in. So yes, oh this exactly. this couch is a perfect spot, and then you go to the other couch, you're like, oh, that's too big now, and I don't know what to do with this. Um, which, you know, my, my brother-in-law, uh, he, and, and we do to a certain extent as well, the advantage of getting a lot of things that, um, are lightly used mm -hmm. as it were, um, the, the value of things almost are maintained. And so you're able to resell them later on for very little, uh, cost out the door. And I think if you don't factor in the moving cost, it's probably, or if you do factor in the moving costs, it's actually probably less. Yeah. Um, so selling stuff, <laughs> not as much broken. It's not as much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, that to me is probably the biggest tip that I would think of. Yeah. Um, yeah. What we did when we moved our condo from our condo to our house um, is we started selling things off, all the big things. And it was, mm -hmm. I mean, we still had a lot of stuff, but it, it was like stuff that you could put in a car trip back and right. forth a few yeah. times, right? Just because they're not massive things. So, yeah, I think one of the big things is, is trying to bring a, a bit of your previous location with you. So um, as an example, if you're, if you're changing regions, countries, that kind of stuff, making sure that they're, it's not too dramatic of a transition for kids. So things like food, right. Cause foods from, from region to region, or even mm -hmm. while you're in the process of moving, food can be, you know, you don't have the energy to go and make, you know, big meals, that sort of thing. Um, so making sure that you've pre-prepared food or, or uh, that, that you're getting the kids favorite meals, that sort of thing, and not just resorting to junk food and crap. Um, so 
it just occurred to me, what about the the mistakes like let's let's talk about the sort of the more fun stuff yeah. um <laughs> we're like you know always things that we always talk about a little bit like avoid avoid the talking head thing like we are perfect type stuff like what mm-hmm. went wrong as well um i know like you and i towards the end there we were getting tired oh like, exhausted to to do to do all those trips by yourself over one specific day sometimes is the fact of the matter and, and you can't do it. But I mean, to me, the recommendation comes from kind of a mistake in the fact that like trying to do everything in one day right. it can it, it get can done, never, yeah, can, but Oh, it, it, it was like, exhausting. We, we were having a pretty fun time overall. Like, you know, yeah. it didn't need to get done. We were still joking back and forth. I having a good time, but that last, that last truck ride, uh, <laughs> it was, like, all right, <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> even even when you came back to our house and there was just one one thing to move or whatever it is, you're like, let's do it tomorrow. I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> it's like, I, I am totally done with this. Yeah. I have no interest in it at all. Um, so and the, and the same out. is the same is true when you're when you're doing stuff with the kids like you can't you can't expect them to be able to pack up their room or to deal with the the emotional change all in one day right it it, it takes time to do that um, because you tried to do it all in one day i don't know if we <laughs> tried to, yeah the parts of it we tried to do all in one day there my household is infamous for under uh, underestimating the amount of time that it takes to accomplish anything. Right. Um, I think in general, most people, I, I don't, you know, perhaps you, but I, in general, it's hard. I think a lot of the times you don't realize the magnitude of things. Yeah. I especially I with the to overestimate, but uh, my wonderful wife, tends to dramatically underestimate (laughs) and so when we meet in middle ground we still wind up being (laughs) underestimated in terms of the amount of time it takes things takes to do things you know one thing that we should avoid i've talked about the talking head etc sounds like Mm -hmm. you know we are experts in these things and offering these suggestions etc i think almost what the best thing would be to every time we come up with a tip is Rather than like, this is what you like, stick to your routine, right? Mm-hmm. That That's sort of like a headline or something like that. Okay, stick to your routine. It should be try to stick to your routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it sounds a little nicer. We, you know, and going back to the food, we tried to stick to, um, you know, cooking and that, and that kind of stuff, but we were exhausted. Mm-hmm. And there was a day there where I think, the kids had McDonald's twice and they, uh, I believe, (laughs) no, they're not huge. They're not huge fans of McDonald's. Okay. They'll eat it if they have to, right. If it's, if it's like, okay, that's the only option we have right now because we Mm -hmm. need something quick and we just need to get this done. Um, and then one of the meals, my oldest daughter, I think she wound up just having gummy bears for dinner. (laughs) <laughs> and just eat the green ones though so those oh are the healthiest God. greens are good vegetables yeah um and so that was that was a huge fail 
Right. But at the same time, it parts of it got to the point where it's just like, okay, whatever we could get into or like, just, we just need to get through this day. Yeah. And so try to survive. Yes. That's, that's (laughs) yeah. I think that's parenting in general. It's just an attempt at survival. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I, I think going back to the thing, you know, if I were going to offer a tip, make sure that you have, you stock up on plenty of the things that your kids love to eat. Particularly that are quick to prepare that are that are either quick mm-hmm. to prepare or remind them of where they're coming from, mm-hmm. right? To make the adjustment uh, to the new location as easy as possible. So in my case, you know, moving from the city to the country, things don't change a whole lot. But if I were moving out of country, right to to another place, to another culture, that sort of thing, yeah, that could be really dramatic in terms of the food. Right. So, so making sure you're prepared for that and, and taking things with you that can help your kids adjust that sort of stuff would be a huge one. Yeah. Cause I would imagine if you're, if you're moving to another country, like you would be cutting down on a lot of like, there's no way that you'd be able to ship. I mean, okay. You could ship mm-hmm. the amount of stuff that you've packed into storage lockers and things. Mm-hmm. It is possible, but I'm sure, I don't know what the cost would be on that uh it's got to be insane yeah it's got to be insane and so you have to like hmm is this <laughs> is this thing worth it mm-hmm. um boy i i would love to be able to talk to someone about moving uh overseas or something like that and what happens there i can just see it being just a, a magnitude of whatever times greater um than what you're going through right mm-hmm. Well, Rach did it a couple times, right? Moving to to Germany and and that sort of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, Boy, it'd be interesting. To, I, I when she was that. a kid, um, does she remember it too much? Yeah, she actually she remembers she remembers it really well. It's one of her fondest childhood memories was living in uh, in West Germany, um, in the that would have been the mid eighties. And so did did the parents did her parents move a whole bunch of things or was it like yeah, yeah including a car. Wow. Now, so, army, et cetera, sometimes it makes it a lot easier if the costs of moving are yes. being covered. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, uh, that reduces the stress from a, a financial lot. framework. Yeah, definitely. But, but for kids, I mean, they don't really give a shit nope. about the cost. No, but I'm, I'm thinking just from our, yeah. you know, all of that factored in, but yeah, if other people are paying for it, a company's moving it, then it changes things. It makes things a little easier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, making sure that, that you have something that your kids can feel like they're adjusting to is, is super important. Like that, that something from, from back home. Yep. Um, so, you know, another thing that, that we did is made sure that the girls had a connection with their friends from, from home, right. That they, uh, had a way to get in contact with each other. Um, so, you know, kind of going away parties, that sort of stuff. But now with technology, it's so easy to keep them connected mm-hmm. with things like uh, kids messenger uh, through Facebook, that sort of thing, or, or FaceTime or that um, all the different tech- technological aspects that they can maintain those friendships from a long distance perspective, which is, which is awesome. 
Um, so even if they do move away, they can still maintain those, those friendships. I think you're muted there, bud. There you go. There you go. It just occurred to me that um, one thing that in terms of moving at this point in time, pandemic, I would think would make moving a lot easier, right? We've all been mostly locked away with our own family for the past year and a half. We have bouts of being able to be released out into the wild and things like that, right? Um, some countries uh, a little bit more free and open than others. Um, but certainly all countries have had their moments of being locked down for a decent period of time, right? And so you, you develop that skill set to be able to have relationships um, essentially over video as well. So yeah. I think that's, that's a very good point. It's not lost at all. I just realized, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's training in that regard, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think one of the things, you know, going back to the, the things that maybe we screwed up a little bit, um, one of the articles talks about that your frame of mind and, and the way that you display that can have a tremendous impact on how your kids feel about the move. Right. And so because Rach and I were extremely stressed in those last couple of days and it was we were wearing that on our sleeves, the girl's stress started to really amp up, right? And, and the night that Rach and the girls moved and got into the motel room, uh, our oldest had like a two-hour meltdown about not wanting to go to school or anything like that. And that's because she was absorbing the stress from the people around her, right? And, and, and that made her stressed. So, uh, maintaining a positive attitude, making sure that even though in those last moments where it is, it is and can be very stressful, that you're still making a game out of it and, and smiling and looking at the positive side of the move and that kind of stuff um, is so important. And we definitely dropped the ball on that one in the last couple of days. And that's so evident to see in her reaction to being over there and the fears that it created. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> all the things that factor in for sure that you don't, mm -hmm. uh, the complexities of humans for exactly. whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's hard. Hmm. Who thought? So, so yeah, so those are, those are kind of the tips that I've got for, for moving. Um, we, as a little update, I mean, we are going to keep the, the podcast going. It's uh, we're not going to be able to record it in person like we were for the last eight months. It's one of the reasons why I think the sound is maybe sounding a little different in the fact mm. that um, we're both kind of a little bit more hushed and reserved in this uh, scenario, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, children are asleep and uh, specifically it, my, my kids will be able to sleep through me being as loud as possible. However, wife, uh, not so. <laughs> Uh, and very much aware that uh, we need to keep quiet since we usually record in the evenings. And yep. then you, of course, are at your parents' house. Yep. <laughs> and again, having to be reserved <laughs> during that. Yeah, I can't, I can't be yelling and dropping F-bombs here like I was in my own house. <laughs> That's right. This has been a totally clean episode, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anything, it would be me. Um, but. 
yeah. Anyways, uh, so we'll we'll keep at it, uh, yeah. folks. Yeah. So uh, thanks so much for for continuing to listen, and uh, please reach out to us. Um, you can you can get at us through our website flawdad.com, uh, or through social media. Um, Flawed Dad Podcast uh, is is our tagline at uh, at any of the social media sites. Um, yeah, and if you get a chance, or you know, do so now. Go and uh, and throw a review for for the the podcast. It means a lot to us. Thanks so much again for always listening and supporting us. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.